You're listening to the Heart-Centered Service Podcast. A podcast to help freelancers create the lifestyle of their dreams while doing work that brings them purpose. I'm your host, Francesca Mamlin. And I'm your other host, Krista Aoki. Each week, we'll release new episodes with tips and personal stories for online service-based entrepreneurs. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to episode six of Heart Centered Service. In this episode, we are talking about how to get started marketing your business online. So the online marketing world is extremely daunting. Extremely. (laughs) Extremely. And everyone and their mother has this giant complicated formula on how you can set up this funnel and make a million dollars and never work again. And I think a common block for people who want to start online businesses is that they believe they need to have all these things in place. It's all so overwhelming. And the truth is you can really start making money before your your website is even up. So this is something that I teach in my business coaching program. I've established, um, I call them levels because they are levels um, that you move through as you're building your online presence for your business. So once you've like laid a foundation with level one, then you move on to level two. Once you really solid on level two, then you move on to level three and so on. There are four levels. So each level is going to get its own episode in this series. In this first episode, we're going to move through what the levels are. So um, this is a five part series. And if you follow it, you should be able to establish a strong online marketing presence for your service-based business. Are you ready, Krista? Yeah, I'm ready. And I really like how um, you emphasize that um, you start and you get a foundation on one thing and then you move on to the next. I think um, when you're starting a business and you have this idea, it's really easy to get caught up in the big picture and want to do everything perfectly all at once. So um, doing this step by step and yeah, walking through your levels is going to be really helpful for people. Yeah, that's exactly why I created it like this, because when people are just getting their businesses started, they come to me and they're like, oh, so I need to have my email marketing set up. I need to have this social media strategy. I need this perfect brand. And I'm like, just start with one thing and then work your way through it. It's like building a house. Like you have to lay the foundation first and then you build on top of that. So um, without further ado, let's get into level one. Level one is your website or your landing page. And first of all, do not overcomplicate this. You don't have to have a perfectly designed, beautifully branded website right off the bat. Um, Your website does have to be very clear. You have to be very clear about who you are, what you do, and who you help. And you just have to make it really easy to navigate and you have to make it really easy to contact you. Um, so when you're, if you have nothing online yet, if you're just getting your business started, the first thing you're going to want to do is to get something up on the internet that has that kind of information. Um, so Krista, as our resident web designer, what kind of stuff do you have to say about websites for new business owners? Yeah, I think, um, like you're saying, um, be really clear about who you are, what you do, and who you help. Um, Right now, my um, main landing page, kristaoki.com, does that. It's just three short paragraphs talking about who I am and what I do, and uh, my call to action is how people can connect with me. Um, And I'm going to, I'm actually working through my website right now, so I'll just add a photo to the show notes so people can really see and visualize it. 
but ideally there would also be portfolio samples, um, testimonials, because um, social proof is really important and showing that you're capable and the results that you can create that's so important um, when you're hiring. So like as, as someone who hires, um, you want to know, like um, you want to know that not, the job is not just going to be done, but it's going to be done well and on time. Um, and then also I would have a breakdown of my freelance services. Um, I just, I keep putting that off. Um, and three resources that I think are really helpful for people are, um, one is the WordPress plugin Elementor. It's a freemium drag and drop page builder. Um, you can use to build a simple website or landing page. They also have a pro version, which I recommend. Um, and yeah, it's just so helpful when you're like building out your blocks of your website um, because it's drag and drop, you don't need to know coding. Um, another one is Canva and Canva is a, also a freemium, um, it's a freemium graphic um, software in your browser. So um, the goal behind Canva is to make graphic design accessible to everyone. And so it's a really nice um, builder. So you don't have to be complicated with a logo. You can just literally choose a pretty font um, or choose a font and type your name um, and use that as a logo to start. Um, you do have to pay in order to make the background um, transparent for Canva. Um, so what I used to do was I would download the logo in Canva with a white background and then I'd use this um, website called Lunapic to make the logo transparent. So I'll link all of those resources in the show notes as well, but um, that's just a really easy way to get started on um, building a landing page or website. Oh, I love it. Um, I just, it, what popped into my head when I first started my website, um, I made my logo on Canva and I just downloaded it with the white background and I used that as the logo because I didn't know how to make it transparent. And then I think it was like that up until this year when Krista, you made a Favicon for me just because you're a nice, generous person. So <laughs> that's a really good tip. Um, I like how you added that um, you have to make sure you're having portfolio samples and testimonials as soon as possible um, because you're doing, a, when you're building a service-based business, like you're really asking people to trust you. Um, they're trusting you with a piece of their business and with their money and their, you know, whatever kind of authority they're giving you as their client. And a note about portfolio samples, if you have not yet had client work, you don't necessarily have to do have a portfolio sample from an actual client. You can just like do a project for an imaginary client and you can put that on your website. It's not dishonest in any way, shape or form because it is a showcase of your work and it still shows what you can do. Um, but yeah, definitely make sure there's something on your website that is demonstrating your capabilities. And the objective here with getting this website with starting with the website. The reason that we this is level one is because this is a place where you're going to send people. Like when you're out at dinner and like your uncle Sam or whatever is like asking like, what are you doing? I might have a friend who might you know be interested. You can hand off your website and people will be able to very quickly find you and find information about what you do. And going back, um, if you have uh, two portfolio samples, if you have a blog, um, when I was first starting freelancing, I just showed people my blog is kind of um, my portfolio, 
Um, and so depending on what kind of service you're offering, um, sh just showing just things that you've worked on online will be really helpful. Yeah, that's a really good point, Krista. So yeah, thank you for adding that point. And um, so after you have your website set up or um, your landing page, it can be like a one page thing or it can be a full on website, whatever you feel comfortable doing. Um, then you move on to light level two, which I call it a light social media presence. Um, emphasis on the light um, because you just want to choose one platform. Um, I know, I feel like a lot of people when they're starting businesses, they're like, okay, so I'm going to get an Instagram and a Facebook and I'm going to do a Facebook group and a Twitter page and a Pinterest. That's great. Like you're starting a business, you're very ambitious. Don't spread yourself too thin. Um, there's this statistic that I was reading. I'll find the article again so we can link it in the show notes, but like, you know, 80% of the population is on social media or something like that. But most people spend like 90% of their time on one platform. Um, most people are primary on like Instagram or primary on Facebook and they don't venture off of their primary platform super often. Um, so you are best using your time when you figure out a place where your ideal client most likely hangs out. Like, so this is where you want to kind of go back to the ideal client profile that you would create um, when you first start your business. Like, who is your ideal client? Where do they spend their time on social media? Are they more drawn to Instagram or are they, are they people that like cook and look for recipes? So they may be more drawn to Pinterest or are they um, like corporate professionals? So they might, are they maybe drawn to LinkedIn? Um, so who are they? Which platform are they going to spend their time on? And um, that's the platform that you're going to really want to work to master. Social media is, I mean, people dedicate their entire careers to like one social media platform. There's people that they've built their entire business on Pinterest. So trying to master all the platforms is going to be way too much for you while you're trying to get your business up. So pick one platform and really get good at that one. Um, and then once you pick that platform, you're going to want to post a mixture of promotional content, educational content, and personal stuff. Like show them that you're an actual human, show them that you know what you're doing, and show them that you're excited about what you do. And then that's how you're going to start making those connections. Yeah, and I love, I love consuming and I love posting behind the scenes content. Um, but we are always talking about providing value. That's one of the things we really talked about in um, one of our previous episodes about networking. Um, so even when you're posting on social media and you're posting that behind the scenes content, um, you can still be providing value. So um, you can walk walk people through your process or um, give them a little a little tip like so when you're um, writing an article for um, for a client like what are you focusing on like if you're focusing on um, making like a really nice like a really nicely written well-researched um, SEO optimized um, article then how are you doing that? Give a little bit of the behind the scenes and show people one, like how they can bring that into their lives. And two, that you're like, you totally know what you're doing and um, yeah, just provide that value. Mm -hmm. And this is when we start getting into one of the main themes of like the online marketing world, which is generosity. And I would venture to guess most of the people listening to this podcast aren't really gonna have this hang up 
Um, but a lot of people are like, oh, if I start like telling people about like giving, giving information away for free or like, you know, doing these like giving high value content and not charging for it, then people aren't going to hire me because they're just going to get all everything that they need from the free content. And then that is absolutely not true. And there's a number of reasons for that. We could like spend hours going into this. Um, but by teaching, by, by putting free content out there where you are teaching, where you are showing people your processes, where you're showing the behind the scenes of your business, where you're really putting high value stuff out there that people can learn from, you are establishing yourself as an authority figure in your industry. You are building trust with people. And when people get to a point where they are ready to make an investment in their businesses or an investment in themselves, they're going to turn to you. The people that consume your content and don't have any intention of hiring you, they were never going to be your client. Um, the difference is you are taking steps to help them anyway, and then maybe down the road, like there that could change. Yeah, and when you're giving away, um, when you're giving away or like providing value, um, people um, really admire you for that. And when people admire you and look up to you, then they'll start talking about you. Um, <laughs> I have I have my favorite infopreneurs who give, who just give all of this advice and who I really learn from. And I talk about them you create like these raving fans just by being generous and serving with heart yeah it's social media is such a powerful way to make connections that's really what you're using the platform for so if we're looking at this from the big picture of our marketing strategy we've laid the foundation with the website so we have a place where people can go to learn everything they need to know about you and what you do. And then we're starting to build like the first floor of the building by um, creating a strategy that brings people to you and builds connections. So then you can take people from social media and send them to your website. And yeah. Oh, that's such a great point. Yeah, social media isn't really seen as like the shop, the checkout point or the shopping cart. Social media is like the top of the funnel where people are like getting to know you and trying to decide like if they want to buy for, from you or how they feel about you. So social media is like the beginning of the relationship and not necessarily the checkout point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, most of your social media followers are cold leads. So like you when we get into the language of funnels and marketing, you have cold leads and you have warm leads. Um, cold leads are less likely to purchase from you and they need time to like warm up to you. Whereas really warm leads, which are people that might be like in your email list down the road or like um, those are people that it's going to be a really easy sell. Social media is not that audience. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So um, you have your website, you have a light social media presence you're really mastering one platform you're really getting yourself out there what is next next is level three which is content marketing and in case you don't know <laughs> what content marketing is um krista do you wh what is content marketing <laughs> sure so yeah it's using content or like pieces of articles or um images even um to draw people in and to attract people to you because you're, you show that you're knowledgeable 
and you show that you can resonate with your your audience your potential clients you show that you understand them like um, even if it's an article about 10 tips for how to improve your SEO um, you understand that your clients your potential clients are struggling to understand even what SEO is so um, they're drawn to you because they see this simple article as helpful yeah so you're basically you're taking the social media stuff the stuff that you've talked about on social media and you're going more in depth with a content strategy and content strategies can take a lot of different forms you've got blogs you've got podcasts you've got youtube channels um, i'm sure there's many many more ways to create content online that i'm not even thinking of um, so what i always tell my coaching clients is to choose a medium that you're really excited about because um, creating a content strategy and following through with it is a bit of an undertaking and it's something that you're you're gonna want to make sure you're doing something that you're gonna enjoy so like for me I love podcasting as you can see um, <laughs> I love podcasting I love sitting down and like having conversations with people and like using that as a way to teach and to share things um, I have a lot of resistance to like sitting down and writing because I'm extremely extroverted. I would rather just say it instead of like typing it on my computer, um, which is funny because I'm a copywriter, but anyway. Um, yeah, so I have gravitated towards the podcasting medium and embraced that. So think about what kind of stuff gets you excited. Like, do you get really excited about creating videos? Do you get really excited about writing? Um, do you, are you like me and you want to pull out a microphone and talk for a bit? Um, so choose something that you get excited about. And then you want to find a way to post regularly with content cadence is very important um, with your SEO, with like maintaining visibility, making sure you're putting stuff out there on some kind of regular basis, whether it be bi-weekly or weekly or multiple times a week if you're feeling ambitious, um, that's really important um, because then people are getting into the habit of looking for your content and consuming it regularly. And then you just teach what you know when you have fun with it. Yeah, and I like what you said about cadence. For example, um, when we started this podcast, we made the decision to publish weekly on Monday so that people have something to look forward to, like, oh yeah, I have this podcast, Heart Centered Service, to look forward to on, on Mondays. And for example, I looked forward to your other podcast, The Reckless Entrepreneur on Wednesday. So it really becomes like your content can really become a part of someone's week. <laughs> um, and, and that cadence and that consistency um, really helps you just like build this little connection with with people in a world that... I don't know, it's it's hard to like be consistent, you know, like, so even with me for my vlogs and my blog, um, I kind of just like fell behind, but, um, and so, so just having that, yeah, be, having that cadence to like, whether you're posting bi-weekly or something like that, like every, once every two weeks um, is really important. For me, another thing that's really important with content marketing is storytelling. I'm really big on storytelling. So like even pulling small examples from my life in order to make a lesson. For example, um, in our last episode or a couple episodes ago on passive income um, or affiliate marketing, we, we talked about how one of the first times we met, um, you were... Uh, true marketer with your matador backpack and it was just so genuine and 
um, you were so passionate about it. And that's me pulling like an example in order to, an example for my life in order to tell a story. And I think that um, with content marketing, um, depending on what you're writing about, um, there's probably a lot of articles just like yours um, or a lot of videos just like yours um, because there's just so much information. And so the way that you can really stand out is to bring bring a little bit of a personal touch into your into your podcast, into your uh, videos, into your uh, articles, and um, tell a little bit of a story. Like a personal story is a really great hook. <laughs> um, for my for my blog post too, I start out with a little story just to like relate with the with the other human being who's reading my article, and then I go into the technical stuff. So um, I think getting into the habit of like bringing stories from your life and putting it into your content is a really good habit to um, get into for the long run. Mm, yeah, pretty much the overall goal with with your marketing strategy, whatever level, is to create some kind of connection with somebody. And um, your story is pretty much the most unique thing that you have. Like you, chances are there are people that are talking about the same stuff as you. You might have a unique perspective on it, but really when it comes to what makes you stand out, that is your story. And um, I guess I, I also take issue with the idea of like standing out online because that kind of gets into a competitive mindset. And I try to shy away from that because I like to I like, to, I, I like to live with an abundance mindset. There's a lot of people out there building online businesses. There's a lot of blogs, a lot of podcasts, but there is room for all of us because we're all so different and we're all going to resonate with different people. Like there's going to be business owners out there that listen to our podcast and really resonate with us. There's going to be people that don't resonate with us, but they're going to be per like, there's going to be someone else out there who's making something different. That's perfect for them. Um, so it's not about like, Oh, I need to be better than it's, it's like, I need to show up and be really authentic to myself. And then the people that are meant to follow me or who are, you know, on the same wavelength as me are going to, um, come to me. Um, so that's kind of the mindset you want to go into the content marketing strategy with. And I really think this is something you want to just have fun with too, like, cause you're talking about what you love and you're creating, like this should be fun. Yeah. And also if you're attracting, um, the people who are like kind of vibrating with you on the same wavelength, then these people are your potential clients and your conversations with them, your calls over zoom, um, your emails are going to be so much better if you're just on the same wavelength and you're connecting and they understand and you guys speak the same language. It, it's just, yeah, it's so much better in that way. Yeah, that's definitely like the one of the main reasons to have a content marketing strategy of some kind because you're going to become a magnet to your ideal client or to like yes. the kind of clients that you could just be best friends with. Absolutely, awesome. yeah. Yeah. So we've built the foundation with the website. We've built like the first floor with the um, social media presence. The content strategy, I kind of see it as like expanding the foundation a little bit more so that you can continue to build higher um, because content marketing is something that it's kind of adding to what you've already built in level one. Um, like you'll, you'll have your blog or your podcast or your YouTube channel on your website. And then that's just going to be another thing that you're going to be able to send people to when you're networking or when you're connecting on social media, when people want to learn more about you, they can go to the content you're creating. They can go to your website. And then the next thing you're going to want to do is set up an email list. 
And now email marketing is the ultimate rabbit hole. Like it is, <laughs> I've spent some time working in email marketing in my marketing business and it is so, it can get so complicated. So we're going to just make it really simple for you because you don't have to, um, you don't have to, you don't want to start too complicated. Um, you want to create an opt-in and you want to build a one welcome sequence and then you're going to want to send newsletters out. Like that's pretty much the three components of an email marketing strategy. Um, and we'll touch a little bit more on that in this episode and then a lot more in the episode that we've dedicated to email marketing. But what do you have to say about email marketing, Krista? <laughs> yeah, um, I like how you really simplified it because you don't have to create a million lead magnets. Um, you don't have to build out um, a separate welcome sequence for like every person, different person you want to attract. And then like, um, you don't have to make it complicated. You can do this really simply, just like what you're saying. Um, and I'm trying, I actually did this. I had a lot of lead magnets before and I'm just trying to narrow it down um, and just write to two audiences, our podcast audience and my, um, my travel blog audience. Um, so I think for the welcome email, um, I, we can also, it's also a really good opportunity to keep it simple. Just introduce yourself, um, direct people to links that help you help them learn more about you or read what you've written. This is also a good place to highlight the resources list we talked about making in episode four. So um, having like a resources list with the products and services that you recommend and like a little description about why you recommend them and why they're helpful. Um, yeah, just lead them there. And then um, your welcome email is also directing people to um, a potential affiliate sale, um, so long as it's really helpful to them. Um, and then when it comes to newsletters or just like your welcome sequence and the emails that you send out in general, I'm, <laughs> I'm obviously a really big supporter of anecdotal emails and helpful emails. So anecdotal emails is just going back into the storytelling thing. Um, using your own experiences to connect with who the person who's receiving your email in their inbox. Um, don't use this welcome sequence as an opportunity to like just send out dry, help, um, dry, helpful stuff. Um, bring your personal touch into it so that you can keep connecting with your potential clients. Yeah, and um, another thing that brings it back to episode four, when we were when we were talking about affiliate marketing in episode four, we talked about how you're planting seeds um, and you're thinking long term, and that is the same thing with email marketing. Like this is something yes. that you really have to be thinking long-term with this because your email yes. list can turn into, like um, we were talking earlier about cold leads and warm leads. The email list is where your leads really get warmed up. Um, your email list and your content strategy. Um, so like, this is where you're gonna wanna start small, but think long-term. And yes. um, we also mentioned how like in, in episode four, you don't wanna have like a million different affiliate programs out there and you just like put them all out there at once. You wanna start with one, really track how, it's, how the progress is going. And then once that um, stream of income is really established, then move on to the next one. Same with email marketing. Start with one opt-in, start with one email sequence and really track the progress and tag the people yeah. um, and then build from there. That's true. Um, 
by having just one welcome sequence, you can see where people are getting disinterested. Um, the first email is always the most open email, but um, you can see like, oh, okay, so people aren't really opening the second email, but they're opening the fourth. Um, so then you can say, you can ask yourself, okay, what's the difference between um, these two subject lines? Um, and people are clicking more in one versus the other. What's the difference? Like what's making them convert? By having this one um, thing that you're tracking, like you said, um, you can really make those informed decisions and it's not overwhelming in that way. Yeah, and if you have like 8 million sequences at once that you're trying to track the progress all at once, it's just not going to work. Totally. Um, so <laughs> start, start small, think long term, you're planting yes. seeds, um, yes. and yeah, it can turn into something that can be really fruitful. And yeah, we're going to have a lot to talk about in the email marketing episode. <laughs> this is definitely a rabbit hole. <laughs> Yeah, and I just want to add um, to what you're saying about um, planting seeds because this is a long-term strategy. Um, so I just made the fir my first like really big investment in my business. Um, I'm considered joining paid masterminds before. I've looked at courses, but they haven't felt right. Um, but I've been following this um, brand, Elise and Scott Grice of Hey Sweet Pea for two years now. And um, I've, <laughs> I've, I've subscribed and unsubscribed from their email list for different reasons. Um, but I, I follow them on Instagram and like, um, they just like won me over because I've always been really attracted to their, to their brand, but it took them two years of um, putting out content in order for me to make a purchase. Um, and even then I was still, I was actually still texting her at 10 minutes before the cart closed um, because I wasn't totally sure, totally sold on if, if this was right for me. <laughs> um, so sometimes like, sometimes people are going to be following you for, two years are going to be on your email list for two years before they make the purchase or like want to are ready to work with you. So it is important to really think long-term. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Most of us are in business to business um, because like if you're working with clients, you're likely working with other business owners and like these are investments that people take really seriously. So it's not, it's never going to be a quick decision. People aren't just going to see your Instagram and be like, Oh, I want to hire her now. Um, it's going to take some time to really build that relationship. Um, but once you've put the time into it, then you have like all you have, you, you, you have an audience, you have an email list, and then, then you're going to be able to really reap the benefits, but you've got to make sure you put the time in to plant those seeds and build those relationships and allow people to, um, allow the time for people to follow you and get to know you before you get impatient with this stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. And I guess the last point I want to make too, um, is that while you want to spend a lot of time building those relationships and thinking long-term, um, I really do want to emphasize that you don't have to go all the way to level four before you start making money. Um, I started making money as a freelancer before I even had uh, a website. And um, well, we have another episode planned about this, about how you can book your first client. I have a PDF guide that I give away as a lead magnet for it. Um, there's lots of ways to get clients. This is kind of how you want to set up a long-term marketing strategy to continue making money way into the future. There's plenty of ways to like get your first client. Um, before you start all of this stuff. Yeah, okay, that's that's a really good point to add. Um, is there, yeah, even though we're talking about how this is a long-term strategy and um, 
you're attracting people and letting them know about you, there are ways to really put yourself out there and get your first client before you even have a website. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it can happen really fast. I've seen people build businesses in like a matter of just a couple of months um, with, you know, hard work and determination and strategy. Like it's possible to make things happen quickly online. The internet is a place where things do happen quite quickly. Definitely. So, yeah. Um, so those are the four levels of marketing for um, getting your business set up. Um, and we were, I'm excited to get more in depth with each one in their own episodes um, throughout the series. Um, we have a PDF guide that will help you sort of digest and brainstorm and implement this material into your own business. Um, and we're going to have that linked in the show notes. So make sure you download that so that you can follow the series and so you can create a kick-ass marketing strategy for your business. Yeah, that's really exciting. Um, I, I really liked this episode and I liked how we were talking about planting the different seeds and um, using these things to attract you, your type of client to you. Yeah, I'm excited for the rest of the series. And um, don't forget to join our Facebook community at heartcenteredservice.co forward slash community and um, let us know what questions you have, what you think of the series, what you think of our other episodes. Every time we release an episode, we go live in our Facebook group and we go more in depth into that topic and we answer any additional questions that people have. So make sure you get in on that and um, leave us a rating and review. Um, make sure you subscribe on iTunes, all of that fun stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, we just we just learned that we're on Apple Podcasts now. Someone corrected me on Instagram today. They were like, it's not iTunes anymore. It's going um, to be Apple Podcasts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah, we, so we just found out that we're on Apple Podcasts and um, this is exciting. So we would love to hear what we would love to hear or read what you think. So continue to send us messages. Um, or leave us a, a review on on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, we would love to hear from you. And um, until next week, um, we'll see you around the Facebook community and we'll see you around Instagram. And I hope you have a wonderful week. Awesome. Aloha.